The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to the old space show. I am Brandon, and this is my co-captain. His name is Jim Dietz. I'm both old and spacious. This installment of Old Space Show continues our episode-by-episode episode travelogue through the second season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through outer space, the population of its human-built colony, hoping to stumble <laughs> upon a new home. Today, so we are talking about... So your Shatner read. <laughs> <laughs> Today, Sorry. we are talking about the 20th episode, The Seance Spectre. A new planet is sighted, but is it habitable? By holding a seance, one of Alpha's crew becomes convinced that it is and tries to force Commander Koenig to evacuate all Alphans onto this new green land. This one is directed again by Peter Maydock, written by Donald James, guest starring Ken Hutchison, Carolyn Seymour, and Nigel Pegram. Uh... Seymour, uh, she, uh, I, I'm not a gamer, Jim, so, uh, but she apparently plays Dr. Chakwas on Max Effect, if I'm saying that all sorts of wrong. And no, Mass Effect, she's also Queen Mira in Gears of War. Okay, yeah, she's yeah, got some she's done... straight up, uh, also video game-wise, she's played Mon Mothma and Shmi Skywalker in Star Wars games. Uh, she's been on Star Trek Voyager before, she was in Congo, Three episodes of Murder, she wrote, L.A. Law. She did four episodes of Quantum Leap. Three episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, though playing a different character each time. She was on the OG Flash show. Uh, I always like to create uh, a Father Dowling Mysteries. She was on that show. Um, Matlock, Tales from the Dark Side, Magnum P.I., Cagney and Lacey, Remington Steel, Mr. Mom. She was in that movie. Zorro the Gay Blade, and also on Terry Nation's The Survivors. Lots. Lots of known stuff. So somebody's seen her somewhere that's listening to this show. <laughs> uh, Hutchison was on Lady Hawk, uh, Straw Dogs, and Gandhi. And wow. Pegram was on The Tomorrow People, Poirot, and lots of TV. That I'm just like, okay, I haven't seen any of that. Don't know much about She that. also made a movie. With, I'm, I'm just reading this really quick. Where he played a transgender U.S. presidential candidate in a sci-fi comedy called The American Way with Dennis Hopper and Michael J. Pollard. What year was this? 1986. Wow. Okay. I want to find this movie. This Dennis is around Hop- the time. This is when Hopper was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's that era. That was, the, that was like the third renaissance of Hopper after uh, Blue Velvet. Yeah. Yeah, this is right before like uh, Hoosiers makes him like credible again. Yeah, yeah, totally. Some I got to find stuff that. There. Yeah, I want to see that. that. Sounds great. Anybody seen that who's listening to the show, let us know. Let us know. Let's know if it's worth 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 uh, seeking out. Right, right, cool. 
This one, Alpha, they've detected a space phenomenon and named it Tora. Tora, Tora, Tora. Went from Lambda, Lambda, Lambda to Tora, Tora, Tora. Now, they have. There we go. Uh, They have sent out an eagle to determine if at the heart of the cloud is a habitable planet. In order to avoid false hopes, only a select few know about nor know about Tora <laughs> and command center has been placed off limits. Meanwhile, in the recreation center, a surface exploration team tries to relax, but Greg Sanderson is restless. When the compost screens stay blank, he decides to find out why command center is off limits and what they are hiding. His team, Cernick, Stevens, and Eva follow without question. He suspects a habitable planet is out there and decides to find out for sure. First of all, real quick, okay, mm-hmm. for a good drinking game this episode, every time they say the phrase habitable planet, right. take, a, take a drink. You will be smashed by the half time, halfway through the I episode. mean, the credits might still be it's, going. Yeah. I mean, he's like, even, I mean, the Sanderson character yells it like 20 times. Mm-hmm. It's a habitable planet! Like, you know, something you would, you know, just, and, uh, I, I, he, um, I think uh, a better title for this episode would have been Space Mutiny. Yeah, might have you know? been. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have Blast Hard Cheese in it, but still. No, it does not have Blast Hard Cheese. <laughs> but still, I mean, it, it is a Space Mutiny, so. In its truest form, as Maya, as Tony, Maya, and Sandra are monitoring Koenig's eagle, Sanderson attacks the guard at the command center door and takes his stun gun. He enters command center and immediately stuns everyone. He orders Eva to open the big screen. He sees Tora and decides that they will have a seance to determine if there is a habitable <laughs> planet at its core. In their trance state, oh. they do not hear Koenig calling it, calling to warn the base that the moon is heading right for Tora. They call it an astro prediction. Yes. Not a seance. Even though it's seance in the title, they refer to it as an astro prediction. A dashboard, which is like, hey, guys, uh, I know we just caused some shit and should probably be watching our backs, but let's all sit in a circle and in real the dark and, and real quietly and leave ourselves vulnerable. How's that? Uh, they remain in a trance until Koenig returns to Alpha. He's furious, but Helena tells him that they have green sickness from being away from a natural <laughs> environment for so long. A condition she feels is worsened because the surface exploration teams spend up to 30 days at a time on the lifeless surface of the moon. She holds herself responsible, but John has a hard time believing that mutiny is a symptom of their illness. I was going to say, I mean, Helena just totally sticks up for these guys. Right. You know? Like, mm-hmm. totally, they're trying to, they're mutiny. They're trying to mutiny the, the, the moon base. And Ellen's like, oh, they're just. They just have cabin fever. They've just been out on the bun thing too. They're okay. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? <laughs> Kill all their asses. Come on. Right. right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a it was a false space flag operation. Come on. <laughs> they do <laughs> remind me of Magus. They really uh, do. Like this is this is, no, this is this is this is QAnon, the the Space 1990 episode. You'll as right. we go through, you'll you'll be like, oh my gosh. So while Helena is with Sanderson, he insists on seeing Koenig. She tells him that he has been confined to medical center. He assaults the guards and heads toward command center to confront Koenig, who thinks he is trying to keep them from finding out about the gym. Habitable planet! To keep everyone on Alpha and maintain his dictatorship. 
Koenig agrees to have all the data from the Eagle processed, not on board, but through the base on his next flight. Sanderson is the worst is a- security. I'm sorry, man. Over yeah. and over this episode, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your, your synopsis, but like when he breaks out of medical for the first time, he like he grabs, he just grabs the security guys and just throws them like they're nothing, you know. And this like, guy, this Sanderson is like a hulking, like bearded guy. Like he does, he yeah. sticks out on Alpha. Like he is a big right. man, and yeah. Like every single time, I mean, you're gonna as the episode goes on, every single time he breaks out of security, and every how do they not catch this guy? How do they not? How does he keep getting away? Uh, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. So he's uh, Sanderson is escorted back to medical center for treatment, but he will be able to watch via the monitors. Eva is released as she is not hallucinating. She calls in a medical emergency to clear medical center, then knocks out the guards and frees the rest of her team. They go to the computer room to the monitor the security flight. staff again. Right. Yep. <laughs> always, always. Never failing here in Alpha. Alan reports a possible gravity pull. Sanderson shorts out a section of the computer, causing the reading to fade. Koenig and Maya are given the okay to go on further. John senses the gravitational pull, but Tony assures him there is none. <laughs> Who can believe, Koenig? You or me? Yes. Uh, so, as John's feeling gets stronger, he has Tony run a system check on main computer Sandra reports a malfunction, but too late for John and Maya to avoid crashing. Now, this crash, it's a weird mess of, like, fog, lighting, rear projection of model work. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't fully work, I kind of applaud the ambition they went for here. It very much reminded me of the land of Dairy Queen, where they crashed. Yeah. Just, like, very smoky and and, uh, craggy and, and, you know, looked like it was made of ice cream. Uh <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was it was it, um later when they take off and like snaps off part of the uh the eagle. I thought that was really well done as far as the effects. Not bad, not bad. You know, decent, for decent. what they do, for what they have, for what they can pull yeah. off for being season two. Right. Uh, so command center loses audio contact with Eagle One, but is receiving data about the ship's status. Tony has Alan try to fly it back to Alpha remotely. Remember, that's a thing. They can do that. Somewhere somewhere off screen as Alan's doing it remotely, someone's playing a theremin really badly. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's supposed to be tension. I'm not sure, but yeah. Right. So uh, this is they don't have enough oxygen. John suggests Maya transform into some vegetation to <laughs> help provide I oxygen. She could do that. I thought she right. couldn't do that. She can do whatever the script needs her to. I guess. And she, she so, transforms uh, into, like, a lot of it. Right, right. Now, Jim. So she can do this. Okay, that's fine. But it's handy, but does it work? Like, she's not vegetation herself, so would it really produce oxygen the same? That's what she's trying to tell us. And before that, Katie's like, "Yeah, the light in here will help you." I'm like, "Really? Fluorescent light? Are you kidding me? That'll kill a plant, bro." It's it's just yeah, yeah. Right. I don't think she could have made enough oxygen to uh, make yeah. a difference. You know? I I yeah I I'm just kind of. Hmm, or it could be some space plant, you know, that we don't know about. True, 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 true. The command center. Uh, loses contact with Eagle One, but's receiving data about this. Oh shoot! I was already there. So, okay. vegetation. There is a cute little scene when they. Oh, 
Eagle makes its three-hour trip back to Alpha, lands safely. When Alpha's bored, they're surprised to find plant life. Maya transforms and tells them, it was me! It was me the whole time. I was and, the plant. It's a true story. And uh, Co- Koenig's suffering from oxygen starvation, but uh, Helena revives John, stating that any anal effects will be immediately apparent. She wakes him up and asks if he knows who she is, to which he replies, I never saw you before in my life. Dr. Dr. Russell. Russell. And this is in the middle of the episode, not the end. This is not the end of the episode. Right, I know. That's like an end gag. Yeah. Oh, you for the end, but no. So, yeah. uh, So, the the mutiny won't stop. Just won't quit. Uh, Sanderson and his team leave the computer room knowing that their sabotage will be discovered and that security will come for them. They hide in a travel tube, ensuring that no one can take them until they are ready. Koenig contacts them in the car to tell them that the moon is on a collision course with the proto-planet at the heart of Torah. Sanderson clings to his delusions, believing that the moon will go into orbit around his, Jim? Habitable planet! He suggests... It's a habitable planet! <laughs> he suggests another astral prediction to convince the rest of his team who are now becoming uncertain of his judgment. Koenig decides to blow up the nuclear waste dumps to shift the moon off its collision course with Torah. So, like, this guy is, like, super deep into, like, his QAnon shit. Like, how many people are, like, like, this isn't real, but he doubles down on, like, everything. down, are you kidding? Yeah, double down everything. And then, like, when Eva's, like, no, he's, like, oh, they got to you, too, huh, Eva? Like, yeah, man, you're part of the problem. If you're not part of the solution, like this, the guy. funny part is what they call him on though. They're like, you know, well, why don't we vote on it? You say, you know, King is a dictator. You're being a dictator. If you don't let us vote on it. And then yeah. it's like, got me. It is <laughs> uh, this, like, there is so many, like, I guess it's a timeless tale, huh? This, this shit. Like, I was like, holy crap. I didn't imagine it to be reflecting my current reality. Well, not current, like a year old, well, we're living in it reality. Oh my god. Oh my god, we forgot to mention something. Okay. When when Maya crashes in the, in the um the, the uh, eagle before she uh, turns into a plant, she turns mm-hmm. into baby Maya. Baby Maya. So she's, like, oh yeah, she does. Under, yeah. Cuz she's trapped she has... under something and she can't get out so she has to turn to baby Maya. Yep, that's right. Yep. Oh, give baby Maya. I'm sorry. I wanted to mention that real quick. Also, Kenny tells Helena right on in this mm-hmm. like she says something to him and he's like right on right. i'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> this is not alpha speak not alpha jive what what <laughs> so uh to avoid the predicted loss of life and damage to equipment koenig offers a full evacuation or orders a full evacuation the eagles will monitor the situation from a safe distance then return after the course correction with time running out Kodig tells them that they have to leave before the waste dumps are triggered sanderson finally gives in to his team when they ask to be evacuated but sanderson does not board one of the eagles he returns to command center where only koenig and maya are left he stuns koenig and tony as tony tries to warn him that sanderson never boarded the last eagle sanderson threatens to kill maya if tony tries to return to alpha before Torah goes into Maya orbit. Won't be Maya. He says, Maya won't be Maya anymore. Yeah. That's how he puts it. He doesn't say, I'll kill her. He's like, she, Maya won't be Maya anymore. I'm like, huh? Mm. Right. I'm sorry. It's a really odd way to put it. No, it is. 
Uh, Helena asked Eva to talk to Sanderson to ha- and help him realize that he is really sick, but it only causes him to be more agitated. He attempts to kill Koenig, but Maya thwarts him. He uh, runs off as Maya is trying to return the now jammed switch back to stun. John and Maya don't have time to find him if they are to set the atomic trigger in place and set off the blast in time to avoid the collision with Tora. So this is also where John has like his fancy silver spacesuit with the coolness of kids pajamas on. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And this is setting up uh, what it turns out to be the car chase of most of the episodes in 19, the car chase equivalent of uh, Space 1999, the moon moon gravity fight scene, which we've seen several times, but we're setting that up now. Intense and slow. Um, I do like that uh, during this moment in the score, we get a lot of watch-a-ka, 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 watch-a-ka. Yeah, yeah. Tension building (laughs) wah. Yes. Tension building wah wah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, it's so funny. Um, When they get out of the nuclear waste area, Tony, who has been scanning the area, locates a moon buggy in their vicinity and alerts them that Sanderson's waiting for them somewhere in the rocks nearby. John goes out to set the charges to blast the cap off one of the silos while Maya keeps lookout. Yes. With the laser turret at ready. Uh, as Sanderson aims the laser rifle at Koenig, Tony gets his position to Maya. He notices the laser's turret turning and fires on the Eagle. Just as Maya gets off a shot. The ledge crumbles under Sanderson, and Koenig is free to blast the cap off the silo, but Sanderson attacks as John attempts to set the trigger. I'm talking faster than this is moving because it's on all slow motion on the moon. Like I said, you know, in other other shows, the trope is the car chase, right? In Space 1999, the car chase is the slow motion moon gravity fight scene. Yep. It's intense slow-mo surface fight in spacesuits. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh so the uh, tony can't raise maya in eagle two no uh, no sooner than john gets the trigger in place the sanderson attacks he attacks again and knocks him in the silo john catches the side avoiding a ten thousand foot fall as sanderson tries <laughs> to step on his hands he grabs sanderson's leg and accident accidentally pulls him over the edge yeah bull he darth mauled his ass it's yep. obvious like, F yes. you, Sanderson. <laughs> so, <laughs> the laser blast to the Eagle. Uh, de- uh, he rushes back to Eagle to check on Maya. The laser blast to the Eagle damage controls to the cockpit door. Maya wakes to Koenig pounding the oh, door. She has been thrown behind uh, one of the cockpit chairs and can't get out. This is where she transforms into I'm a little sorry, girl to free herself. All good. All good. And he opens the cockpit door. They blast off and put as much distance as they can between them and the moon before the waste dumps detonate. They reach the safe distance and monitor the successful shift in the moon's trajectory away from Torah. So, like, it's it's yeah. funny. They, they cut back to these people uh, in a waiting room. that are, They're all, like, matching and color-coded oh. with the room and their right. board. They're bored. Like, they, like, match the room. Like, the people in the room, it's hilarious. Well, this is our, 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 our hilarious epilogue. Coming oh, up. yes. So when the Alphans return to the base, Helena has all the surface teams looking at pictures of nature, believing that saturation equaling boredom. 
will quell the green sickness. When she and John return the command center, they find Alan and Tony looking at pictures of a different kind of nature altogether, uh, named Carolyn Monroe, to my chagrin and their amusement. But uh, yeah, Carrie Monroe, she gets this cameo as a photo, and uh, girly pics. That's our they, kind of nature. They say, <laughs> "My mother was never like that." I'm like, oh no. Just ruined the <laughs> Carolyn Monroe photo. Oh man, that's that's a hard thing to do. It is. That is. Well, who would go on to star in the sci-fi classic Star Crash? Yeah, that's one of my my kids' favorite episode of MST. It's a oh man, that, yes, they love it. They love the UFO song. It's a classic. <laughs> it is a classic. Uh, um, but yeah, so that that's a uh, that's this one, the Seance Spectre, which. <laughs> Oddly reflects humanity as is currently when we uh, record the episode. Well, of last year, but um, yeah. still feeling repercussions. But yeah, wow, man! Social statement. Social it's statement hard. from the seventies to as now. You could say it hits a little different now, doesn't it? Yeah, this, this episode just you know a little more relevant. People thought it was a joke back then, but now it's like, oh wow, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine came true, just like The Simpsons. Just like The Simpsons. Always wow. comes true on Space 1999 because, you know, it was in the future. That's right. Uh, yeah. So uh, that'll do it for another Moon Buggy Adventure. In the meantime, Jim, where? Where? Of all places where? can people find you? Well, where you're finding podcasts are sold, you can find the Nothing's On podcast. Uh, I do it every week with Donnie Salvo and Daryl Taylor. We go through a week's worth of entertainment, movie, TV news, and reviews of what we watch, what we've seen, and what's going on. And, of course, your feedback as well. That's available at taylornetworkofpodcast.com. And on the Walking Dead TV podcast, we're covering all the Walking Dead universe shows. That's Fear, that's World Beyond, and the parent show, The Walking Dead, which is returning for its season for its, I'm sorry, show finale uh, coming up. And uh, we've been with it since the beginning. We'll be with it to the end, The Walking Dead TV podcast. That's available at hhwlod.com. Hashtag Toranon. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work at There is more from the Brandon Peters show this very week. Until then, it's a habitable planet. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.